Welcome to Club Shadow episode 345. I hope you're doing good. My name is Keisha. Listen, you know, branding, branding is a special thing. This show is brought to you by Shadowware. Big up to our stream royalty, Tome Alves, and all our sponsors. You know, branding is a thing. Sometimes I ask myself, should I have I've called this show Club Shadow? And shouldn't have named it Club Keisha? Or Keisha's Club? Or Keisha's office or the Keisha's podcast. I don't know. The first name of this show was um, the first name of this show was Sushi Row Vibes. Then I changed the name to Club Shada. And I listen, I like the name. I love Club Shada. I think it's a great name. But in terms of brand power. Keisha has way, way more power. So sometimes I said to myself, I should name, I should change the name of this show to Club Keisha. What do you think? Let me just reply to something. Uh, je suis en plein live, donc uh, je te réponds derrière, mais pour l'instant, c'est pas encore uh, confirmé. On attend qu'elle pause. Mais je t'en dis plus car là je suis en live. Yeah. Ah, this fridge. Give me a sec. Worst part is not even that I forget to turn it off. Is that I also forget to turn it back on. <laughs> so sometimes, if you have milk in there or anything that's milky, yeah, you get distorted. My wife did me a good draining solution. I'm going back to the gym. Mm. Very nice. So, where was I? Um, yeah, what do you think? I believe Club Shadow is a great name, but at the same time, you know, as a businessman, um, using the brand K-Shop makes more sense. But hey, who knows? I'm waiting to see what you guys think. Other than that, I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody had a great weekend like I did. And let's get on to today's little bit of a conversation. going to talk to you. I'm going to tell you a story. And I'm going to um, talk to you about... Uh, 
something that's been happening this weekend that was fun uh, to me. Other than that, what up, Gabriel? I hope you're doing good. Frank, Frank, I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing good. Straight from France. It is here, 10, 15 in uh, Lisbon, Portugal. So it's probably 11, 15 for you. Sips Rum, what up? In the UK, 10.15 as well. Gabriel from France. Eliana from Brazil. I like that. Is that? Is that Benin? I'm not sure. Of the flag. But it's 10.12. Eh, que je me trompe pas sur les drapeaux des gens. Try to find something between both. Hmm. It could be Keisha's club. No. You cannot do Keisha's club shatter. Makes no sense. Too long. Club shatter is great. Sounds great. Now. Club Keisha. It doesn't sound as good as club shatter. But as a brand, it makes more sense. So, yeah. For now, we keep it this way. Saraoi Boanoiti. All right. Um, let's get to the gist of things. Okay. First thing I want to I want to talk about uh, is um, there's been kind of a eh, I wouldn't even say that there's a, a polemic that is going on, but um, the fans of um, the group Lides that I produced. Um, I executive produced the album. Uh, I did the A&R and the production of 80% of the tracks back in 2007. Um, these, these, uh, so we have the track on a changé. And, um, uh, so first we, there was a first version from uh, an artist called Michael coming from La Réunion Island. And now we have Distinct that is... Uh, oh, j'avais raison. Uh, ah non, c'était Togo. J'ai dit maintenant. Yeah, big up. Big up le Togo. So, as I was saying, um, and now uh, Distinct is heavily promoting the fact that we gave him the authorization to do a new version of the song and um, the fans are asking a lot of questions to Lila who's the original singer uh, inside of the group Ladies and I believe that her reply was she went on TikTok to explain more or less how she feels about um, about about it which, listen, can be bittersweet, I understand. Uh, and um, uh, and the fans keep tagging her uh, in the distinct videos. Uh, because, yeah, that's what fans do. So, uh, what people have to understand is, first of all, the intellectual owners of this song are not her because she's an interpret. She sang a song that I composed and Cam News 
wrote. So it, it was her great interpretation, but it could have been anybody else. And when somebody asks you if let's, when somebody wants to take a song from somebody else and they want to do a new version, a cover song or a, uh, an adaptation, change something, the people that have to give the authorization for the adaptation of a song are the right owners. And the interpret is not a right owner if the interpret didn't compose or write the song. And that's where I believe she was not clear enough in her explanation Making people think, make people, listen, at a point, I understand the fans, they don't know the business the way we know the business. And I understand that she's emotional about it, but uh, she didn't convey the what it is about clearly. I understood what she meant because I understand, but so, you know. There was a little bit of, oh my God, this guy is taking our song. No, it's not taking your song. And the original song continues to exist. And adaptations, remixes, new versions, new, new, new interpretation by new people, or maybe in 30 years, maybe a new, the next, the next Beyonce will do a version of that song. It's part of culture. There's a lot of books that were turned by into movies by people that have nothing to do with the original uh, story or there's a lot of of uh, of songs like millions of songs that get covered reinterpreted sang by other people it is part of culture so um it is always interesting when i see an artist uh feeling a way that somebody is uh, redoing a song, especially if it's not, it's your song, but it's not your song. If you interpret it, it actually belongs to me, the other writer and the publisher. So in reality, we don't even have to contact you. It's, court it's courtesy to tell you, hey, somebody's going to do a new version of your song. Other than that, it has nothing to do with you. Now, uh, to me, um, I believe it's good that big artists are using your song and putting a light on it because it's going to be good for this. Oh, it's going to be great for the, the first version too. Whenever you have somebody using an old song and making a new version of it, the old version benefits. So you as an artist, you're gonna do shows, so everybody wins. That's why sometimes uh, when I look at the comments and listen, people are tagging me too in the in the that new version. But listen, I've, I've known about this for three months because they started asking the authorization three, four months ago, even, even before. I think they started asking the authorization in the summer and because we had another version out we, we told them not before 2024 
So to us, yeah, listen, it's like my song, something going on, same thing. There's another version that's going to come out without me in it, with somebody else singing. And the same thing, it's just business. And it's more money for whoever wrote, whoever composed, which is me. So, yeah, you know, it was interesting to see the, the, the internet start, uh, start, you know, talking about it and stuff. Oh, oh, attends moi, attends, attends. <laughs> attends, je termine mon live, que je te donne plus d'infos. <laughs> so, um, Sabrina, what up? I hope you're doing good. All right. Um, now, let me tell you about this crazy story that makes no sense to me. <laughs> so, there's this guy, right? His name is Brandon, apparently. And apparently, he's a huge fan of a girl that is a rapper, but that only also has an OnlyFans, if I understand well. And because uh, now all these rappers have OnlyFans. And I mean, listen, they're multitasking, all good. And um, he paid $90,000 and he got a tattoo of her face on the leg. Listen, I don't know, man. Well, I can't really say shit about tattoos because in reality, uh, there's a girl from Cap Verde who sent me a photo of her arm. And I remember seeing this in 2012 when she came to my show. Um, do I have this photo somewhere? There's a girl. Yeah, she sent me that photo. Let me let me show it to you. She sent me that photo of my name on her arm. But listen. Yeah, listen, she could say that her name is Keisha. So, but um, yeah, it is it is special to have an only fan girls tattooed on your on your on your leg to me that's a little crazy but that's the thing with the US the US tend to be a country uh, of contradictions and of craziness it, it seems to be a country where people just people there's a lot of crazy people and there's a lot of people who are stalking like crazy i believe to me it is really like something that i don't know man <laughs> i don't know so um let me read you the article <sighs> All right, so, where's Chrome?
Ruby Rose obsessive fanboy, obsessive fan Brendan spends $90,000 on the star's only fan and gets tattoo of her face. All right. So Ruby Rose has outed an obsessive fan called Brendan, who, he, who is her top spender on OnlyFans. She ran into him and they exchanged numbers? Huh? Okay. So you meet a fan and you just give the number? It's already makes no sense to me. And he hasn't stopped messaging her ever since. Following their meeting, the super fan got a tattoo of her face with the phrase number one spender. The mystery man is now internet famous. What are we talking about? So this is the Ruby Rose girl. Ruby Rose ran into super fan. It all started in December 1st when the rapper shared an image of herself with a guy on Twitter and wrote, I run into my number one spender on OnlyFans. Next to it, a screenshot of the fan's phone which shows she, he has spent a whooping 62000 on Ruby Rose OnlyFans content at the time. That's a lot of money for one person? The 26-year-old shared exclusive content on the London-based description service with people must pay access. Okay. This guy won't stop sending her messages. On December 5th, Ruby returned with another post revealing the pair exchange numbers and he hasn't stopped messaging since. He saved his Brandon Weird. He is saved as Brandon Weird OF fan in her contacts and has been spamming her with messages about the genuine connection. I have invested so much into our relationship. He said before releasing, revealing he has spent another 30,000 in matter of days. A screenshot shows his total spend on the rapper's only fan and is now staggering $91,000. And he has only been subscribed for a month. What the hell? I want, no, I don't want music fans like that. I mean, it depends. Let me see. Let me look at the tweet. I would do anything for you. I would fly anywhere to be with you. All I, that I can ever think is you. Oh my God. He says he wants to marry her, have a family with her, and he would quit everything just to be with the star. What the? Uh, listen, I want, I want to look at that tweet. Let me look at the tweet. Who are these crazy people? Oh, that's why are you answering me i thought we had a genuine connection ruby why are you why aren't you answering answering me i've invested so much money into our relationship i'm in love with you why won't you love me oh lord whoa <laughs> that nigga crazy yo wait a minute Causes me to get very emotional, especially about you. 
I love you so much, Ruby. You are my world, my rock, my queen, my everything. There is nothing that I wouldn't do to make you the happiest little princess in the world. I promise that I love you and only you for your for you. I don't care about your followers, your fans, your money. I only want you. You are the best thing that ever happened to me. I know that we only met for five minutes and that you had to leave, but I cherished it so much. I can't stop thinking about it and you. You were magnificent. It was almost like it was out of a movie when I first saw you come down the elevator with your perfect smooth hair, your perfect clear skin, your beautiful smiling eyes. I would never ever change a thing about you. I only want you forever, my queen. You will be the only thing and all I need to be happy. You have become my sole purpose in life. Baby, please answer me, my queen. Please don't leave me. That nigga crazy. Oh. I even spent 30,000 more on you since we met because I thought we had something genuine and real. I will empty my bank account just to be with you. I will travel across the country just to randomly run with you into you again. I will never be over you. You are the love of my life. My guy. Yo. Listen, if somebody send me this type of stuff, I know that person is crazy. You are the final piece of the puzzle. <laughs> you are the only thing I need to make my life complete. I just hope you feel the same way. I will send you 10 Bitcoins right now if you answer me. That is worth almost $400,000. All you have to do is respond to me with one word, Ruby. Please, I need your attention. I need to make sure that my kitten is safe. Bitcoin is one of those investments I was talking about. I was talking. I was talking with you about on OnlyFans when you were asking me what I did to make so much money. I promise you it will be the best investment of your life. All you have to do is just react to one message of mine. Please, I beg you. I cannot think to live without you. 10 Bitcoins? Oh my God. That guy has been sending her. Oh, that's him in the kitten. Are you there? My message said you read them, but it could be a glitch last, last time when it said you read it for four days and you, did, and you said you didn't. Oh my God. The guy went to do a tattoo. That guy went to do a tattoo. Oh, Lord. I have a surprise to show you my commitment. I know you will love it. I can't wait to show it to you. A tattoo of her face. On the leg. What do you think? It took almost three hours. Yo. That guy is some next level psycho that's what you call a next level psycho trust me and listen you know i have one that sends me but at least she's my ex i mean uh, anyway uh, let's continue after declaring his love for the numerous time then he did the, the tattoo blah 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 is to show my commitment
listen these type of people are super dangerous that's the worst part these type of fans are super dangerous <laughs> yo that guy is just the guy was willing to spend i mean he spent a hundred k on the only fans model just one person oh lord he probably made a lot of money on with crypto something like that and now he has listen the worst thing than a crazy person is a crazy person with the means to their ambitions a crazy person that has enough money has enough money to find you has enough money to hire people to find you enough money to stalk you to travel anywhere you are go to all your appearances at all your shows and take a hotel room everywhere you go like this can really 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 rapidly become a nightmare and this can be very dangerous listen i had a few crazy fans and lucky for me they were poor so they could not follow me around they could not do tattoos of my face i mean some people tattooed my name but tattoo of my face come on somebody you saw five minutes in your life just because you love her only fans because whatever she shows you there she shows to everybody you a fan you're not like you don't have a relationship with that person you pay to talk to that person you pay to to send direct messages it makes no sense and it is so 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 american the japanese as well they go very far as well um for those little girls that they love um uh, the the girls bands their fans yeah they go they go through the length but yo this guy makes no sense like you know there's so many people in this world especially with the internet there's so many people that They are just stands and fanatics. Listen, I understand the fact that uh, we creators, artists, people who make photos, sell photos, whatever it is, you need followers, people who enjoy your work uh, for it to work. So I appreciate fans and I appreciate even the, 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 the people that are a little too much. But there's a point where they become dangerous. And no matter how much money they bring to the table, you have to be, yo, yo, yo. I had a fan once and she was the daughter of one African country. I don't, don't remember which country. And in the beginning, she was coming to shows. Then, listen, she would show up everywhere. Like I was always at Champs-Élysées. She would always be around there. And me, I would be like, you know, me, I'm cool, you know, but and then she would send me messages hey can we do this hey can we have dinner can we i was like uh no i don't know you like you have to keep 
a, a distance with people because in the end even if we are artists if we just if it's our work work stuff has to stay in the workspace and now when you're in your personal space when you are with your children when you are with your wife your family your mother your your brother sisters father etc this has nothing to do with your fans this is why i don't like when people message my children or or if um uh for example um or message my wife or or when i'm in the streets and i'm with my children i don't make photos i don't accept photos and i understand maybe oh that's the only occasion you have to see me but if i'm with my daughter my son is 20 he's about to be 21 so it's different when it's my son hey listen all good but when it's i'm with my daughter i don't take photos i tell people i'm sorry no photos what you mean no photos uh, i'm with my daughter and i'm not working yeah but uh listen just a photo i said no i'm sorry uh, right now i'm a father and i'm a hundred percent a father forget that i'm keisha those are rules that i set for myself so when people see me in the street and i'm with my daughter and i was the same thing when my son was one two three four until he got around 10 when i'm with my children i'm holding their hand all my attention is a hundred percent on my children and i don't want nothing to do with nobody who wants a photo an autograph anything and it's not because um, um i want to be rude it's because i'm protecting my children's space now if you have a crazy person like that person they will not care they will find out where you live they will hire somebody to know where you live where your kids go to school and now when you go pick up your kid to school they're going to be there waiting and they want to be there wanting to talk with you and this listen this is super dangerous these are the type of people that at a point whenever they're going to be frustrated about something or when you're going to have a boyfriend they're going to want to kill you or kill your boyfriend so listen i hope she's she has security and i hope she's 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 careful because when people are on that level ready to spend 100k they believe you owe them something and the guy is talking to you like if you were his kid or whatever because maybe they paid to receive a certain type of message that maybe didn't even wrote right because sometimes you have assistants responding to the people yo that is super scary you remember that girl who, that would come to my gym listen some of those people are nuts and if they're nuts and rich oh you fucked oh lord anyway it is what it is what do you guys think <sighs> all right if 
you're still here and you're enjoying the show, put some rainbows in the chat, of course. And uh, don't forget to leave a like. Listen, I see a lot of people that are here and I don't see the likes. You guys are here, but you're not liking. Please like this live for the algorithms, please. We need likes. I need to see likes. Damn, why is my phone making that much noise? (laughs) Yo. Yeah. I'm, I'm missing at least four more likes. So listen, if you didn't put your likes, I can see that you didn't. So just take the time. Okay, I see another one. I just saw that like. I'm missing three more. And put some rainbows in the chat too. All right. Uh, next subject. Let me look at this. I saved some tweets. Oh, okay, that was the tweet of. Listen, I don't know that girl, but that's crazy. Oh, okay. That's her and the fan. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Ruby Rose found her number one OnlyFans spender, the dude who spent 62000 on her page. What is this? Run scene. It was gonna thank you, King. The pro, the, he probably thought he was gonna get more than a thank you, King, in the DMs. That guy spent how much? Sixty, sixty-two thousand. Is it crypto well? See, oh my God. God has decided to give money to the wrong people, I'm telling you. Look at this. I ran into my number one spender on OnlyFans. That is scary. And he really believed that he's looking good enough for her. <laughs> ah, don't tell me that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> that shit is crazy. Oh, Lord. Uh, anyway. All right. Before I go, let me remove this from my list of subjects. I want to talk to you about uh, the story of an artist. Uh, And again, I want to tell you how it's not the first time. Don't forget to like the live. Uh, It's not the first time that I see it happen. But it's so interesting that I've seen so many artists destroy their careers. And here's another one of these stories. So, um, one day Elijo tells me that there's a rapper that sings and raps, sorry, in Cap Virgin Creole, and she raps like crazy good. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 listen, in the party that we're going, she'll be there. You have to sign her. 
she has to be a sushi roll artist. So it's around 2007, I think, seven or eight, I don't remember. Uh, or maybe before, maybe 2006, I don't remember. Anyway, tells me, yo, you have to check her out, she's amazing. So we go to this party, we're there in the party chilling and he introduced me to this girl. Very good looking, short hair, tall girl, a virgin, looking sexy as hell. Um, and uh, he tells me, yo, yo, this is the girl I told you about. What you think? I'm like, wow. Yeah, she looks great, but can she rap? So, you know, he makes the introduction. We start talking, blah, 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 blah. And me, you know, at that time, big hotshot producer i don't have time to waste i'm like okay elijah told me you're good and uh she's like yeah i'm good i said okay i'm i'm listening we in the party there was some music playing in the back she started rapping in my ear and i'm like tomorrow at the studio check her out i tell elijah hey, listen bring her to the studio tomorrow so she comes to the studio the next day uh and i'm like yo listen yeah listen i'd love to do an album with you that would be cool etc so she's like oh my god yeah i can't wait blah, 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 blah. okay so now we start working on an album so at the same time i'm on tour myself because on had blew up all around africa but you know after i don't know i would say the album didn't take that much time to make um other than the fact that uh in the beginning i wanted elijo to supervise since she since she was rapping in criollo i wanted elijo to supervise the rapping but i went on tour when i came back he didn't do nothing because he had other things to do with chicks so when i came back um i asked anofela and ravi to supervise because i was still on tour um he didn't go as fast as i could so at a point i understood that i had to take care of the the everything by myself so i called shana to come with me to the studio we recorded all the the choruses for the songs and then after that she rapped and i think we recorded the whole album in i don't know three four days so at that time i used keisha.com which is my website as the place where i do all the promo when and where everybody know the artists that are coming so all the fans can be ready to purchase and uh, so uh, what I would do usually is when the album is almost ready and I know like the album is coming out in uh, two months, for example, I would sacrifice one track. I would take one good track where you can see the talent of the girl and like, I would, like a hit. Like, for example, in my album number five, Legendary, the track that I gave away was something going on. So imagine. Uh, but at the time, the, it was not streaming. It was the goal was to sell a whole album, so you could 
if you know you have five hits in the album, you can give one away for free. As long as it's a hit, people will buy the rest of the album. So that was my strategy. So I put up a song out there. The fans are going to be hemped. The fans are starting to be, to be, to be, you know, to be, to be interested. What up, Lamili? The start, the fans are starting to, you know, like sushi roll soldiers are starting to, to get excited. Let me know there. Don't forget to put your like. The, the fans are starting to be excited. So as I see the excitation for the artist, and we are ready to to decide which song we're gonna shoot as a video. And I, I tell uh, my partner, uh, Section Zook, Harold of Section Zook, to get ready with the promo and, and to ask for a release date. So you have uh, the, you have that song that I put out that is really starting to make uh, to make noise. And I was also working at that time on Le DS album. So at that point, uh, the album is ready. So everything is ready, right? Everything ready. Uh, at, uh, as we are uh, doing the mastering, I take her to Alain Herman, who's the official Sushi Raw photographer, to do some very nice photos where she looks amazing. And then I do the cover art. As I'm doing the cover art, we prepare everything to send to the factory. And then after that, you know, you, you do the, the design for the the CD cover, the CD cover, the CD jacket, what's inside the plastic of the CD, the box, the digipack, etc. Once everything is ready, you have to send everything to the factory so that the factory uh, prints everything, right? And so because he was a Capvergen artist and we didn't know exactly how it would be, it was like a female version of Elysio. And because we didn't know exactly what would be the, the reception, we decided to start with a small print of 3000 CDs. We do 3000 CDs and we see if they sell. And our, our market were the Capvergens in Rotterdam, the Capvergens in Portugal and the Capvergens in France and in at large the Sushi Row fans. So we're getting ready with the promo, the promo of the launch. We start talking to people in Portugal. We talk to DJ Beleza in Portugal to, to tell him to get ready for the release in, in around a month or two. Uh, we start talking to the, the FNAC, the Virgin Megastores. We start telling them, hey, listen, we have this artist produced by Keisha, beats by Keisha and team. Da, 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 da. It's a female version of Elysio. That's how we sell her. People are all oh, interesting. So the FNAC say, okay, I'm going to order 500, 500 CDs for all the stores in France. And then we'll see uh, Portuguese stores. They order like 200 CDs. Uh, we start seeing the stores more or less. So we have more or less a thousand CDs pre-sold more or less. Uh, with people saying, hey, we, we, we're waiting to listen to the album and see the first video clip, and then we go in. So for us, yeah, we like, yeah, we've been doing this. Listen, we already launched, at that point, we already launched two Sumia albums. Uh, 
three cash albums of uh, as independent uh two or three Elijo albums abg first album came out uh so we're starting to know our way around and we're starting to know more or less what is our market so you know we're getting for release we know what is the hit song she has tracks with Elijo, tracks with me tracks with shana tracks with mika mendes track listen an amazing album and the moment where when the factory is telling us that tomorrow they are starting to print the cds she calls me and she tells me okay i'm pregnant i'm like what she's like yeah start crying i'm like yo don't cry i mean it's 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 beautiful and congratulations but you have an album that's about to come out and how you're going to promote your album defend your album and there's a lot of buzz on your name and this is not the moment to have a kid and at the same time i'm never going to be the one to tell you that you should not have a kid because of business but now that we are about to release an album you are actually destroying the the launch of your album because we will not launch an album when you are if you are giving birth because if you are pre if you are two three months now pregnant by the time the album comes in a month uh you four months pregnant we will sell a few of them and then you will not be able to go do shows to be able to sell the rest so it's too risky i mean i'd release it because it's done but i know what ahold is gonna say ahold is gonna tell me I'm not releasing an album if she's pregnant in the middle of the release. So I'm like, listen, I understand. It's unfortunate. But uh, if you wanna, if you decide to have your baby, uh, if it was me, I'd release the album anyway and see what happens. But I know exactly what my partner is going to say. My partner is going to say, cancel the release. So I tell her, listen, I'm not giving you uh, any uh, ultimatum. But if you decide to have your baby, I respect that. Uh, and yeah, listen, the album will come out. Maybe when your baby is one or two and you have time to, you know, be a mom, do your mom thing. And then after that, when the everything is is, is done, you can, uh, you, we can make, hey, listen, we can see maybe add a song or two or maybe see how the album sounds in a year or two and we release it. Uh, and she's like, yo, thank you, Kay. You know, I know that, um, yeah. 
having a baby is completely like a yeah i'm killing the release and my career and i'm so sorry you guys invested so much and i was like no listen it is a blessing so i'm not gonna tell you what you have to do but you need to let me know if you guys want to keep keep your baby it's it's okay listen i don't have a problem with you uh the album is there we will release it later uh, when it's time and uh so she's like oh thank you for understanding i said no for sure uh and she's like no listen uh and i'm like but are you and your boyfriend together are you getting like you're moving in together so something and she's and she's like no not really i'm like what <laughs> hi listen hi listen okay cool uh so the next day i go to Ahold's uh office and i tell him hey listen i have some news he's like what and i'm like uh the artist is pregnant she's like what <laughs> he didn't even and she's like is she keeping it i said yes oh, he takes his phone straight calls the, the the factory yo cancel cancel the printing of this project and i'm he's like all right okay um we lost money i'm like huh he's like yeah listen we spent this 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 on this album and this money is lost i'm like eh, not really I believe it's an investment. I'm keeping the masters and we already have the photos done. We have everything done. The album is ready to be released. It's just that we didn't start printing it. I believe, I believe that we keep it on the side until she gets her baby. Once she had her baby, we give her maybe another year to yeah, listen, to, uh, to, to be a mother, sim sim as simple as that, because she, she's not going to be able to go here and there, do shows. And once she's ready to, yeah, when she's ready to, to go and perform, that's when we release the album. So maybe when the kid is one, one or two, and she can go on a weekend in Portugal and a weekend in London and a weekend in Rotterdam, go do some shows in uh, on the weekends and and defend her album. I believe that, yeah, if we can delay the album of a year and a half, it should be okay. And he tells me, but listen, there's so much buzz. There's so many people waiting for this album to come out. If you don't release it now, she's going to lose all the buzz that you created. I say, eh, I know, but it is what it is like. I don't have control over, you know, and listen, a baby is a beautiful thing. So I'm, I'm never going to be against that. So he's like, okay, eh, as you wish. So what are we going to release now in December? So I was like, Hey, listen, I'm finishing. Um, let me see the dates because I have to make sure I'm not talking because all these projects were so long ago. Uh, this album came out in 2009. So yeah, it was probably the same time I was doing Taina's album. Let me see, Taina came out in 2008. Yeah, it's the same thing. So I told him, listen, 
I got Tainas project almost ready, so I'm gonna focus on that. He's like, okay, focus on that. So. So I called her and I told her, listen, your album will not come out. Uh, uh, I hope you understand and I hope you're not too disappointed. And she was like, no, no, don't worry, I understand. And yeah, listen, I choose to, I, I made my choice and um, I hope it's not a problem for you. And I was like, no, it's not. Uh, whenever we are ready to, to, to release the album, that's what we'll do. So I put all my energy on Taina's album and Ledea's album. I finished Ledea's album, then I work on Taina's album, and then I work on Sumia's third album, and I probably work on, start working on my album too. And I know that this album is there, ready, mastered, already, just, you just click a switch and it's it's out in two weeks. So, you know, we keep talking, baby comes out, baby is born. So I call her to celebrate, to say congratulations, etc. Da, da, da. I hope you and your boyfriend are, well, he's not my boyfriend anymore. What? All right. Oh, sorry to hear. No, nah, don't worry, he's a jerk. All right, okay, cool. Uh, well, anyway, I hope, you know, I hope that, you know, uh, send a gift for the kid, something. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, what about my album? I said, well, listen, you just had a baby. So right now you have to, you know, first of all, rest, then, raise your baby take care of especially as a, as a as an infant and then after that you have to get back in shape and then uh yeah i believe in around a year a year and a half around 2009 uh so that we probably into early 2008 and i tell her yeah listen in a in a year in a year and a half listen when you're ready you let me know and we will release your album. All right. So time goes by. We release On a Changé Les DS, becomes a huge hit. We release uh, Taina's album. Uh, again, big success in the West Indies. And then Mal Santois from Taina, big success. Uh, I work on Sumia's album, etc. Time goes by. I do a lot of shows. Um, I work on Mika Mendez as well. Uh, solo album comes out in 2008 as well. And after a few, after a year and something, she calls me. AK, I'm ready to, I'm ready to release my album. What should we do? And I'm like, yeah, listen. Uh, you have to go back to the gym to, to look great um, and to look like you're your cover art. And after that, yeah, listen. I can I can launch the, the album. And uh, so I go to my partner and I tell him, hey, listen. 
I want to release uh, that album. And he tells me, huh? Are you crazy? Listen, we already lost money on that project. Now we're making back our money with the other project. Uh, why would you release that album? I said, listen, how much money do we need? How much CDs do we need to sell so that we make our money back? And he tells me, I don't know, around a thousand and five, two thousand CDs. I said, okay, just print that amount of CDs. I don't want to have a project that doesn't come out. I want everything that I start to be released and be an, uh, a project that, that sees the light of the day. So he's like, okay, up to you. The problem now is that the whole buzz around the artist had already died down and people moved on, especially people from Portugal that I was really wanting to sell that project to, they moved on to something else. So now you have to recreate the excitation. So, you know, I start, I think I put out another song, I start pushing, uh, I put on the on the Sushiwa website, da, new album, Black Madonna coming out, etc., etc. Uh, and I tell the artist, hey, listen, it's not going to be easy because we are coming now two years after the fact. And it's not going to be as easy as when I release the other albums because when I say things are coming, they come on time. And now it's not like you are an artist that was already confirmed and people were waiting for your album and it has been delayed. And now people are still waiting for you. People didn't know you. I did everything for people to be curious. And you took a life decision. And now the people are not curious anymore. So I want this, I want this to be clear. And she said, nah, don't worry. I'm a soldier. I'm ready. Da, da, da. I said, okay. In this case, here's the box. So I went to her house and I bring to her the box with her, her, the first physical copies of her album. And listen, to me as an artist, I know how important it is to release, uh, uh, I know how important it is to, when you release your first album and when you can touch it, when you can touch your CD, like open the box and it's like, it's the, like the realization of of your creation, you can now physically touch it. So I understand how important it is. And I, I want for the artists that I work with, I want to be there with them when they open the boxes for the first time. And, and we are, yeah, listen, we are happily getting ready to, to ship them all around the world. So that's exactly uh, what I did with her. I went to her house and brought that box and we opened them together and she was with her baby and the baby was happy that I mean, baby was one year old anyway but she was very happy and then she looks at her kid and she's like mommy is a star and me i'm like oh 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 <laughs> she's on whatever 
And me, I'm like, uh-oh. But, you know, the fact that you released an album doesn't mean that you are a star automatically. It just means that you're proposing something to the public and the public now is able to decide if they like your project or not. But for her, she first album she took in her hand, she was looking at her baby and she was like, mommy's a star now. And Mia was like, I hope she's joking. I hope she's not taking it seriously because I, so the question here is if you have an artist that you are working with, right? If you have an artist that you are working with and that artist releases an album two years after the fact, how do you create the interest of the listeners? Especially if she doesn't have a, a brand like mine. Because I release albums late all the time. I say a date, then I release six months later. But I'm Keisha. In her case, she didn't create her brand yet. Right? What up, Free? So, because of that, I'm asking myself, okay, I have to change strategy and find a way to recreate that that thing so something i did before her album come out i invited her in a few tracks in other albums that i was working on so that people could realize that she had a name and you know she's she's, she's coming and so I, I invited her in a few tracks, in a track on Elijah's album, in a track in Sumia's album, in a track in my album, in compilations. I was keeping her name alive, but it's not the same thing as when your album is supposed to come in 2007, but it ends up coming out only in 2009. Two years have passed and people, they move on quick. So... At that point, I said to myself, okay, let me call a friend of mine whose name is Nelson Bengela. And he lives in London. And I know that because she's from the Palop community, I know that he can put her in some shows, make her go perform here and there. And yeah. From there, we start creating the buzz from her doing a lot of shows, banging, killing the shows. Maybe whenever I do a show, we put her to open for me. When Looney does a show, we put her to open for Looney. When Elysio does a show, we put her we put her to open for Elysio. And when Mika does a show, we put her to open for Mika. Just with those four, it's enough if she sings two, three songs every time we perform to recreate the buzz that we lost. And then we have the perfect song so and we have songs with we have an amazing song with mika and uh i think uh 
Yeah, the best song was uh, we have some Kuduro, some Kizamba, some Zouk. Uh, it was a great album. So uh, we have we had some featuring with me. We had uh, the best rapper at the time called uh, JJ, uh, a virgin rapper in the U.S. that performed in the album. Nice album. Uh, I'm gonna put the link for you guys to go listen to it. It's called Isa Black Madonna. Go check it out for you. I put the Spotify link in the chat. And uh, so I call my boy Nelson Bengela. I tell him, hey, listen, I got this artist. She's Elysio as a girl. And I play him a, a track. Uh, listen, let me see which track I played for him. I played him this track. Um, I played him this track. Yeah. I'm gonna do a listening session for this album soon. This song, you have this one with Mika Mendes, produced by me. You have this track called Mama Disculpa, I love this track. track i had this track too produced by nelson freitas and with nelson freitas yeah wake up in the a.m compose a beat lyrics so high shit dripping down your knees they call me nelson the ghetto zoop don freitas gets the chmong 
Powerful impact, gravy on your bottom, cream on your nanana. Tell me who your daughter, Eddie Parker. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. You're so puppy for the night. Yep, 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 yep. So we had that, we had um, that track also produced by me. It's a great album. Listen, every album I did is amazing. But this one, great album. Listen, everything was there to to be a a banger album. So you know. So I go to Nelson Nelson Bangela, and I tell him, bro, listen, I need a manager for this artist. This is the album. The problem is it comes out. Two years after the fact and i need you to do your magic work have her do some shows have her you know so she just had a baby a year ago she's a little out of shape but uh, listen we put her in the gym train bomb lose a little bit of weight go back to to the mic to the stage take the mic rock some shows and probably, you know, we can do something great. Yeah, the one was nice. So now Nelson is like, yo, I'm down, bro. Let's go. Let's do it. So, okay. I call her. I say, yo, sis, um, you have a meeting with Nelson, he's from London, he's coming in Paris to meet you. So, tomorrow, 1 p.m., you meet him in this place. He's gonna be waiting for you, and then after that, you talk, he explains to you what he can do for you, you explain to him what you need from him, etc etc you guys get ready and then we start working on um yeah something to do all right so you know take care of business chill the next day uh at 2 p.m i get a call from nelson say yo bro what up he's like yo i've been at trocadero and i've been waiting 
this woman for an hour and lucky for me my wife and my kids are uh visiting the eiffel tower not too far but i've been waiting for the girl i'm like what he's like yeah i'm like oh wait a minute so i call her i'm like where are you and she's like oh i'm in my house i'm like the guys have the guy been waiting yeah but and she tells me some lame excuse i'm like what are you talking about I said, can you go at Trocadero now? But it's going to take you an, an hour to go there. And he's like, oh, can you tell him, can I meet him at the end of the day? So I tell him, hey, bro, I'm so sorry. Something came up. I invent something. I said, can you meet her later today at night? And he's like, um, yeah, bro. Oh, I listen. Yeah, let's tell her we can dinner. I said, okay, okay. So I tell her, listen, 8 p.m., be at this restaurant and be there. All right. At 9 p.m., my boy calls me and tell me that he's at the restaurant and she never show up. And she called him. To tell him if he could, if he could come to her kid's birthday in her house tomorrow, and he's like, "Bro, who does she think I am? I have things to do." I'm like, Ugh. and he's like, "Bro, listen, you my boy. I would love to help, but I'm gonna pass." I'm like, "Oh shit." So I'm like, what am I going to do? So I'm having a show the same night with Natalie. So when my manager is not available, Nat is the one that travels with me. And Nat has, uh, she, she has her own artist, but she also books shows for me. We are very modular. We were very modular at the time. So at that point, um, at that point, I'm in the train with Nat and I tell her, hey, listen, I would love to make you listen to an album. She's like, yeah. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made her listen to the songs. I make her listen to a few songs. She's like, wow, that's amazing. Who's that? And I'm like, that's my new artist. She's been signed to me for three years already. The album couldn't come out because she had a baby. And I would love to know if you want to take care of this baby. And, you know, listen, she's not there yet. Uh, there's, there's everything has to be done. But uh, listen, the album, the album just came out and we need her to do some shows, some promos, and to recreate something. That's, that involves Portugal, that involves France, that involves the Cabergian community, etc. And she tells me, yeah, I'd love to do it. When can I meet her? So I call her 
and I set up another meeting with Nat. And she doesn't go to the meeting. So now I'm starting to be pissed. And I tell her, uh, sis, what's wrong with you? And she's like, no, but you know, there's this guy called, uh, what was the name of that guy? JR. And JR wants to meet me to talk about management. And I tell her, bro, I don't care. You can meet who you want. Yeah, but you know, I don't want to accept something with somebody before I met with JR. And I said, listen, you can meet with Nat, talk with her, listen to what she has to say. You don't have to say yes or no. And then you can meet with JR, listen to what she, he has to say, and et cetera, et cetera. And then you choose the best for you. I'm just trying to find people that will help you for your career. But I'm not trying to decide for you who's going to be your manager. You can just have, you can just see these people like booking agents or, or managers, how, how you want. Or you can work with JR. I don't mind. I don't care. We can sit down with the JR guy and see what he proposes and then, and then run with it. We are trying to sell a CD here, here and salvage your career. And she's like, oh, Ah, in this case, uh, can you arrange another meeting with her? I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So I called Nat. I said, yo, Nat, I'm sorry. Uh, something happened. Can you meet her at 6 PM today? And Nat is like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Where does she live? I can go to her house if she wants, if it's easier for her. I said, yo, listen, that would be amazing if you could go to her house. So Nat goes to her house they sit down they talk not explain to her everything she needs from her and she explain everything that she brings to the table and isa is she's like she calls me very happy she tell me she loved the conversation and then she's gonna work with nat I'm like, don't you want to talk first to the other guy you were talking to me about, the JR? And she's like, ah, no, 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 no. I'm going to work with Nat. I'm saying, okay, cool. All right. I called Nat. I said, Nat, so what up? And she's like, hey, you know, she doesn't look like her cover art. I'm like, I know she took a lot of weight. She had a baby a year ago, et cetera. So, okay. Okay, the first thing I told her is no more chocolate because she's been eating chocolate like crazy. I said, no more chocolate. Go back to the gym. Uh, and we're going to do first a lot of free shows just to, you know, I have a lot of events. I, I work with a lot of, of, of cities around Paris and I can book her in a few events. And every show I'm booking with you, I'm going to put her to open, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, she's pretty excited. And yeah, listen, this seems like, yeah, this is something we can do. And we're going to sell some album. We're going to need Harold at Section Zook to push uh, a song that we will choose uh, in the radios, 
in the West Indies, here in Portugal, we need Beleza to also push a song in the radios. And then we need to shoot a, a music video. I'm like, yeah, sounds like a plan. Okay. So past two weeks and um, Nat calls me frustrated and she's telling me that she believes that she should be paid 5,000 per shows and she doesn't want to do shows for free. <laughs> I'm like, what are you? <laughs> Nobody owes you. <laughs> the people that are known in the zook industry, they get like when they begin shows for a thousand and you want 5,000 when nobody knows you. And she says, I'm a superstar. And we like, no, Ugh. your album just came out two years late. You are not a superstar. You have to work to become the superstar. Putting out the album is just the first stone of the building. Now you have to put the next 10,000 stones. You have to do your part. We are gonna do our part, but you have to do your part. And you have to do a lot of promo shows, a lot of free shows. Nobody's getting paid. And we, yeah, you have the Espace FM podiums, you have this, you have that. You have to go to Portugal, do some shows for free so that people start to gather around your music. Once they buy the albums, every show, we will give out some CDs and we will have some for sales so that after your shows, people go to the store to buy the music. But you need, you need to be seen and you need to have a video out. So we need to shoot a video. So she's like, oh, okay, okay, I understand. All right. So now we're asking ourselves, how can we do a cheap video without spending that much money? Uh, something cheap where we put some dancers and we think about, because at that time, Chiriri was big in France. We like, let's go with the Kuduro song. Cabo Verde, Kitamanda, Enos. We thought about that song. And we thought, okay, we bring some stars in the song. We bring Nelson Freitas, we bring Elysio, Akam, many. We bring everybody, we bring some Sumia stuff. We bring everybody, we do like uh, grimy videos in the parking lot. I have the cameras, so I'll shoot the video myself. I've been directing videos now. At that point, I've been directing videos for, probably directed already 10 videos. So I'll come with Phil. We shoot the video, so we're only gonna spend the real money. And Nat's brother works at Vinci Parks. So Vinci is a big brand in, in France. They also do airports, like the Portuguese airport. But in Paris, they own, I don't know, 50 to 80% of the parking lots. So. He works, he's the director of one parking in Paris. And he tells us, hey, listen, the fourth floor of my parking is under renovation and it's completely closed to the public. And we have a part of the parking that is not yet under 
renovation, but access is closed to the general public. So if you want, I'll, I'll you know, if you pay the security, so yeah, listen, you give 200 to my security so they can, you know, be there because we have to be there. I can write the authorizations. So you guys go do the music video in the parking. So are we like, yo, perfect, amazing. So I start calling everybody and Nelson Freitas, can you come to Paris? Elijo have to be there at that time. I start calling my people and I'm like, listen, in two weeks, we're shooting a video and, um, and, uh, I start gathering everything, preparing camera shooting. I'm some, I'm start talking to people who have nice cars. I need a Ferrari. I need a Mercedes. I need this. Start talking to a few gangsters. Hey, I need this. I tell Elijo, bring, find me like five to 10, uh, Kuduro dancers, hip hop dancers. She, uh, we call it, listen, we start calling a few people and we start getting ready to shoot a beautiful music video in a parking, something nice. And, uh, so we ask her, what is a good date for you? And, uh, she tells us, uh, let's say on the 10th. So I tell everybody, all right, on the 10th, we're shooting the video. We have access to this parking all day, all night. So let's not abuse. Let's try to shoot this video in around 10 hours. So. Uh, we're going to shoot the dancers. Then we're going to shoot uh, the the playbacks of the artists. Then we're going to shoot the artists plus the dancers. Then we're going to shoot some shots of her with another dress with a nice Mercedes, with a, a, a nice bodybuilded guy that is uh, uh, there when while she's talking. Uh, we're going to have some, some flags of Cap Verde, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm starting to imagine a nice video that we can shoot quick without spending money. Uh, we don't need lights. We're going to use the lights of the parking. And after that, I'm going to do a lot of special effects. Did that before. All right. So we have two weeks to get everything ready. Easy peasy. Uh, three days before the shoot. No, sorry. I forgot. And we tell her, Hey, before the video shoot, we need you to go on a very, very strict diet and go to the gym every day because you need to be in shape for the music video. And after a week, she gains more kilos. She keeps eating chocolate and and cachupa, and she just looking less and less like the CD cover. And this is gonna be a problem for the music video. And uh, and the stylist, the stylist is complaining, etc. All right, listen. Long story short, when we are five days from the video, she doesn't look ready 
and we're like you know what it's all good we will dress her in a way that doesn't show and hey listen it's a music video we can find something with the stylist etc okay, all good three days before the music video she calls Nat and she tells Nat if you're still here first of all if you guys are still here uh put some rainbows in the chat so a few days three days before the music video she calls Nat and she tells Nat oh Nat um I cannot be at the music video on that date. We have to choose another date because uh, I'm moving. And we're like, what? Yeah, my, my boyfriend and I, boyfriend? Yeah, my new boyfriend and I, we're moving in a new house. We're moving in a new house and uh, yeah, it's gonna be the 10th, the day of the moving. And we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know, uh, can we move the video shoot maybe a week after and I'm not ready and I don't like my body and you know, and so I can get in shape, it's better. Let me do my moving after that. I promise I'll go to the gym. Can we just even maybe wait for another month and then we shoot the video as you said? And I'm like, we have a free parking listen i called the guy from the park so we now we have to call the guy from the parking apologize that we're not going to use the parking uh we're going to call it we have to call everybody the dancers we have to call the the, the artists and say hey guys uh it's not going to be on that date we're going to maybe it's going to be we're going to give you a new date so we do all that and we tell her that she have to stop sabotage sabotaging everything we're doing and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, listen, I, I'm, I just have to, to do this and to do that. I'm like, yo, listen, I understand. Life is not easy. You have a kid. You have a new boyfriend, but at a point. If you were not ready to release this album, it was better to say, I'm not ready. And she's like, no, 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 I'm ready. I'm going to do everything. Don't worry. Da, da, da. It's just that right now I'm moving. And I'm like, all right, it's okay. Okay. So, um, after a point, uh, I call Beleza. So Beleza sells my show here. Uh, and uh, he's our manager of Looney Johnson right now. And he was my, he's been my distributor of all my music, uh, the CDs in Portugal for the last 20 years. And he organizing my, my, my release parties, et cetera, et cetera. And I call him and I tell him, hey, listen, I need you to find me a show for Isa so that port, the Portu Portugal starts warming up to her sound and her name. And he tells me, yo, Looney is performing in Roma. When Italy? Yeah, yeah, he's performing in Roma uh, next weekend. Uh, if you want, I can talk to the, the, 
the promoter and see if he can uh, do something about it. And I'm like, listen, if the promoter agrees to get her, I can pay for the plane tickets. He pays for the hotel. He's like, okay, I'll call you back. Calls me back and tells me, you know what? The promoter says, oh, it's Keisha's artist. Don't worry. I'm paying for the ticket and the hotel. And if she's Cap Virgin too, that's amazing. My public is going to be super happy. We can't wait to have Keisha's new artist. I'm like, wow, amazing. So I call her and I tell her, hey, listen, we have a show for you with Looney in Roma. And she's like, oh, uh, that's amazing. Da, 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 da. What should I do? Da, da, da. What should I wear? I say, oh, listen, you do what you got to do. Talk with Natalie to see. I mean, I don't listen. You know how to wear. Da, da, da. Dress something that looks nice. Uh, go defend your music. You you can sing two, three to four songs before Looney does his show. It's a Cap Virgin party, so you're playing for the home team. Don't forget to sing that song, that song, that song, and that song. And she's super excited. And me, I'm like, ah, cool. I had a show that night. Uh, don't remember where. I had a show in, uh, I don't remember where. And I had a show with Nat, actually. So Nat and I, we go to perform somewhere. And um, Looney had a show the same night in Roma, Italy. And Isa does the show with him, too. So um, around... Uh, we're done with our show. Uh, it's 3, 4 a.m. We're just done performing. Da, da, da. I'm with the car with Nat. We're there talking, chilling, da, 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 thinking about what we're going to do. And we start talking about her, about Isa. And we're like, hey, um, yeah, so what about the music video? Can you th Do you think your brother will still have the parking ready? And she's like, oh, I have to ask him. And by the way... How was her show in, in, in Roma? I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, let me call Beleza. So take my phone and I call Beleza. And I ask, and I'm, you know, I put him on speaker. I'm like, yo, Beleza, what up? He's like, yeah, what up? I say, how was the show? He was, oh, the show was amazing. I say, yeah, yeah, Looney killed it. Oh, listen, girls everywhere yelling, da, 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 da. I said, oh. Amazing, congrats. And what about uh, Isa? How was uh, her set? And he's like, what set? I'm like, Isa was supposed to, to perform before Looney. And he's like, yeah, if she showed up, she would have. And I'm like, what the hell you mean? And he's like, well... She was supposed, so we came from Portugal, right? And we arrived at 5 p.m. And her plane from Paris was supposed to arrive at 6 p.m. So as we arrived, uh, we just decided to wait for her at the airport because she was arriving at 6 p.m. So we came out with our luggage, etc. at 5.30 so we just chilled at the airport with the promoters, 
drink something, talk, and we were waiting for her flight to arrive. And when her flight arrived, every passenger came out and she was not there. And when we and when I called her to understand where she was, she told me she was in Paris. And I'm like, what you mean she was in Paris? And he's like, she didn't take the flight. And I'm like, but why? And he's like, I don't know. And I don't care. And I will and and I will never work with her again because the promoter paid for a ticket, paid for an extra hotel room, and she didn't show up. And I, I, I asked her if she could take the next flight, and she told me no, and she, she invented me some lame excuse. And I was like, all right, peace. And we went, and we did our show, and we killed. And the public was not disappointed because they, they don't care because they don't know her and they were not waiting for her. She was supposed to be a surprise and they were waiting for Looney. So Looney did his show. And me, I'm like, what's going on? So Nat didn't, Nat is with her mouth open. We in the car listening to everything. It's me, Nat, my two dancers, and we just like. And Nat tells me, you know what, Kay? Uh, my darling, I'm so sorry, but I cannot work with your artist. I'm, uh, I quit. And I tell her, you know what, Nat? I quit myself. I mean, I cannot help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. Uh, listen, at least the album is out. And listen, maybe one day, listen, maybe the album will explode on TikTok one day in 2024. And um, what else can I do? And... Uh, That's when she sent me a message on Facebook. Because after that, I, I, just, I just stopped talking to her. Stopped talking to her. I stopped caring. I just stopped doing any effort. And uh, then she sent me a message on Facebook telling me that she's disappointed, that uh, she thought she was the princess of Sushi Raw and uh, nothing has been made for her. And then she stopped talking to people in the Convergent community about the fact that She's not, she's not feeling the support. And I replied to her with, oh, listen, one of those messages, uh, when I reply, you're probably crying while you're reading my words because I don't mince my words when I have to tell you the truth. And I told her, listen, the only person who destroyed her own career is you. First, your album was ready. You decided to have a baby. That's your decision. You decided. You didn't think. All good. I told you. We'll wait two years. 
two years after, when it's time to have your baby, you don't get in shape. You don't get ready for the public. You miss every meeting. You miss every interview I set up. You miss the music video. You miss the shows. You did all this to yourself. So you know what? Good luck. Sushi Raw is clearly not for you. We are professional, you're not. So you know what? You are not part of my label anymore. And listen, good luck with your career or your life or whatever you want to do. Personally, I'm done. And that's how, yeah, we uh, stopped working together. And, uh, you know, I heard a lot of stories of inventions about me after that uh, until probably in 2014 when I was already moved to Portugal. I received a long letter of, of excuse on Facebook where she acknowledged that, yeah, she fucked everything up and that, hey, listen, she's sorry and she was young and she was going through things and da, 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 and hopefully maybe one day we can work together again and i told her listen working together i don't know but accept your apologies and listen i wish you all the best for your career i hope you are still active doing songs something uh and yeah, maybe, maybe with a team that would work better for you because you, I told you, you are extremely talented and you have a lot of potential, but in this business, you have to be serious. If not, things don't work. And, um, yeah, that's how, I mean, after that, she never released anything, at least under that name. Uh, and the only album is still there. So listen. If you guys listen to it, yeah, you, listen, it's never too late, but, uh, we are now in 2023 and, uh, yeah, I never heard anything else from her. And, uh, this is a good example of how you fuck your career. And, uh, that's unfortunate because listen, she had everything for me. She had everything. Uh, she had the looks. She had uh, the project. She had uh, the music. And yeah, listen, I can still, you know, release some of these single and release some remixes and and make money from it. I mean, why not? I can. Uh, all these belong to me. But it's listen. When I hear, when I listen to the album, I'm like, oh my god, what a what a waste what a waste but hey listen i invite everybody to go to spotify and listen to the album it's called isa black madonna 17 beautiful tracks uh and uh yeah go check it out and uh, with the end of that story of how to fuck your career up, uh, I'm gonna now check out and let you guys because, uh, what time is it? Yeah, it's almost midnight, perfect. 
<sighs> MK Prod, what up? Hope you're doing good. Listen, some of those beats you sent me, keep them on the side. I'm about to do my first Candy Zook EP. So I might use some of your beats. Malcolm Beats, what up, bro? You have to call me and tell me how's the little prince doing and when can I go and see him? Um, but yeah, listen, I hope you enjoy the story. I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, now we start earlier, which is cool. Or maybe, um, maybe, maybe not for you, but for me, it's perfect. That's a good time. 9.30, I love it. Uh, I will always start between 9.30 and 10.30, depending on uh, my schedule. But I like 9.30. <clears throat> so uh, thanks for uh, showing up. As always, this show is brought to you by Shadowware, uh, Gods of Good Fortune. Thanks to our sponsor, our stream royalty, Tome. And thanks to all the sponsors. And I'm going to leave you actually with... A track from the album Black Madonna by Isa, and I'm gonna play you uh, a great track from this album. Um, I'm gonna play you actually, I'm gonna play you the first track of the album called Jam Pashona. Jam Pashona, peace. Maybe with the volume, it would work better. Bless. That's right.
soft Uma vida doce com um estilo de mafioso Tu vi dentro de hoje, baby, doce da show Que eu te amo perto, negro, não tem negro Não tem nem rima, não tem nem flow Não tem nem estilo, isso girou Vou olhar, conquistão, um sorriso, um enganão Meu corpo mata, vou falar, convencer Uma boa efeito pra mim, mas não vida comigo Já vou por ficar, tu anda, já vou por ficar Adora, já vou por ficar louca